Hello, hello, and welcome to PS10 Radio. This is your host, Angeline, and today is an episode of Parent to Parent. In today's episode, we take from an infographic that I ran up on on Pinterest by Trisha Goyer, and it's a five-day challenge to transform your parenting. On day number one of the challenge, she challenges us to smile. Smile at our children, not in a condescending way or in a weird way. You know, kids kids can pick up on if you're being weird, mom or dad or whatever. But smile and kind of be welcoming and just when you're engaging with them, show some joy that they're around, joy to even see them doing things or joy just to be hearing them talk to you and share what's going on with them in their day or if they happen to help you with something or just glad that your children are yours and that you love them. And a smile, I can attest to this in my own personal uh, journey as a parent, a smile is huge. Yeah, sometimes kids are still kind of weirded off by it. They're like, why why are you smiling? What are you smiling about? But a lot of times it makes them smile as well. I know me and my uh, daughter had this like unspoken smile we kind of give ourselves when something happens and we just kind of (laughs) look and just have this little smile and be like, okay, yeah, we're on the same page. So it's kind of becoming like an unspoken language between us, the kind of smile that we have. But also, um, I remember when my children were younger and if I didn't smile after they said something, they would actually like kind of call me out on it and they'd be like, you're not smiling. You know, like if they showed me artwork or something like that, but oftentimes it's because my mind wasn't there. I wasn't being present. I was kind of like thinking about something else that happened or thinking about my work day. But yeah, that's really important for children, especially think about it when like our children are babies and we hold them in our arms and they They look up into our eyes, and when we smile, it elicits a smile out of the baby. And the same is true as they grow up, and when we see them doing things well or we see them trying the best they can, to smile, not even have to say anything behind it, is huge. It gives off signals to them. It really speaks to their natural brain development, the neurons in their head, the serotonin, just everything, all of the the happy hormones that um, our bodies produce, smiling elicits that. It starts that for, for them. And even if we have to kind of psych ourselves up and have a self-talk session with ourselves as parents in the bathroom or with our back turned to our children, you know, just to to get ourselves geared up to don't have a fake smile, don't be condescending, don't be weird. Just genuinely think about what brings you joy and smile at your children and just be happy to see them. 
These days were actually in order, but I'm taking them out of order. But I don't think there's any rhyme or reason to the order. So I'm going to say for day two of the challenge, these are all from still from Trisha Goyer, but solicit help. So get your kids to help you around the house. Get them to help you with putting laundry away or to put dishes in the sink or take dishes out of the dishwasher or to wash the tables or to vacuum. A lot of little kids love the vacuum. A lot of them are scared of the vacuum too. But if maybe if they use it, they won't be scared. Um, get a little hand vacuum they can do. I know when my kids were younger and um, they would have like little messes after snacks and stuff like that, I had bought a hand vacuum. Well, they didn't. they weren't really too cool with the big vacuum that made such a huge noise but they love that little vacuum little dirt devil and that's a great way to get them used to being a part of the household cleaning up after themselves being responsible for themselves and um, it gives you an opportunity to smile because you're like yeah I got some help around here and I'm going to take it a little further than what Trisha Goyer was pointing out here with having the kids help you, but don't be afraid to ask for help if you need help with your children. I know from personal experience that it's hard to ask for help. A lot of times you just see it as, I don't want people to think I can't do it. I don't want other people in my business. And yes, that is true for the most part, even to this day, I feel like that. But oftentimes I have had to just because life Okay, and life happens and it's not predictable. If God provides you with a support system and people that you can trust, then count on being able to at least reach out to those people and say, hey, I got a late work meeting. Can you pick Jimmy up from school for me? And bring him to to me or take him to your house and I'll come get him or you know, maybe take him here or take him to his grandma's, whatever. Solicit some help. Solicit help from people that are in your circle that you feel are in your support system that you trust. That's the first thing that you could do. And, you know, if all this fails, if you need extra hands, you can always pay someone, um, that may be available for you. But yeah, sometimes you need you need to look outside of you and your spouse or you and the grandparents or you and maybe aunts or uncles. You have to look at other people, close family, friends, maybe your best friend, maybe your neighbor. They might have to help you sometimes. I remember when I was, um, as a single parent, I was living in my home and I had a small like electrical house fire well <laughs> I had also had surgery like two days before so I had like a um, my arm was in a sling and it was just crazy I wasn't like co completely myself so when this happened my children they were at school um and so I had to go over to the neighbor while the fire uh, department was at my house. I had to go over to the neighbor and say, my kids are getting out of school. I'm not able to leave and go get them. Can you go get them for me? And she was so gracious to do that. I'm so appreciative for her to just be available, be, be, available, be home, and also, 
you know, be willing to help me out. It was an emergency. So, you know, of course she was like, oh yes, definitely. I will, I will go pick up your kids and bring them back. And she did that. And I just appreciate that. So sometimes we do need to look outside of our little circle and solicit help. On the third day of the challenge to transform your parenting, don't underestimate the power of speaking softly. Now, I have a soft voice anyways in person. Maybe it doesn't sound like that on here, but I have a soft voice anyway. So when I speak, a lot of times I have to repeat myself because people are like, I didn't hear what you said. Did you say something or whatever like that? So anyways, <laughs> that's just been the challenge of my life. But I've learned sometimes to how to project my voice a little louder. I've also kind of been told sometimes by like different people that, oh, you know, you need to have more of a firm voice with your son. So, you know, I just kind of started projecting that louder, firm voice with my son and talking with him in that manner. It really created a stressful environment for him and also for me because it was not natural for me. And I had to put in forth that effort to talk that loud and that firm. So because it wasn't natural for me, it created a lot of stress for him because he is just not that kind of a child that you can just yell at or you can, um, when you're talking in a firm voice, like he points that out. He's like, you're talking firm to me. Like, why are you talking like that to me? Like, why are you, why are you saying that to me in that way? And so I used to see it as, oh, you're being rebellious. You're talking back to me. You're not respecting me. But as he got older, and I saw his um, interactions with other people, it was just, it was the firmness of the loud voice. So speak softly to your children when you don't have to match them. If they're yelling and out of control, you don't have to match that. There's no need to be yelling. Calmly speak. Sometimes that's the distraction that they need, that you're not meeting them and matching their level that helps them to kind of calm down. And again, we always have to model for our children. We can't go around letting them model for us. They're out of control. So we're out of control. They're snapping. So we're snapping. They're talking crazy to us. And I'm using the term lightly, but they're talking to us like they don't have their right sense that I'm the parent and you're the child. And so we're talking to them like, have you lost your mind? And we're talking mean to them and and firm and loud and screaming and and checking them. Um, you don't always have to. Yes, your children need to be put in their place sometimes, but there's a way to do it. And it's not always loud, screaming, telling them off and um disrespecting them you know we still want to create a relationship of respect but we can do so in a in a soft way and this is also for dads you don't have to be you know yelling the drill sergeant the um don't don't talk to me untouchable father you can still be soft in the way your stature with them you can be soft in your voice and when your kids are loud and going off and you never listen to me you know you don't let me do this you don't let me do that look calm down let me tell you something let's talk about this 
you can use your soft voice and speak softly and transform your parenting. I definitely thought this was a good tip to use. And what better to use it in a challenge as day number three. For day number four, you want to say exactly what you mean. So I've been told personally that, hey, you can't tiptoe around your kids. You have to be able to tell them exactly what's going on. And as they've gotten older, I've been more confident with that. I think because sometimes we put up on our own selves to be, we want to be different from our parents because we're like, oh, I didn't like the way my parents did this. I didn't like the way my parents did that. And then we try to be different, but we always end up being the same in certain areas of our life as our parents. Um, And sometimes it's consciously and sometimes it's unconsciously. So I think that I unconsciously kind of brought this into my own parenting, kind of being like, well, you know, it's adult business and they don't need to know what's going on. I still think there is some truth to that. And I draw the line in certain areas. I don't think little kids should be having to worry about finances or worrying about, oh, we're not going to pay this bill or where are we going to live? or I don't think little kids should be. But older kids, as kids get older, be real with them. I mean, they see it on TV. They see it, you know, they hear it from their friends. They see it on social media when they have access. Like, just say what you mean and mean what you say. And don't beat around the bush. Don't be passive about it. Don't be condescending again that word comes out because I see it a lot and I hear about it a lot and I just think that that's just a false sense of I mean kids are smart I had a child the other day say to me how yeah I think my my mom's depressed she's in her room all the time she only comes out when she's in a good mood and when she's in a bad mood it doesn't matter what else is happening out in in our house she doesn't really come out she only comes out when she's in a good mood I mean mom probably is thinking she's protecting the kids from seeing her own emotional turmoil but the kids kids are smart kids are in tune to us kids are they like have ESP they already kind of know something's not right they might not know the details but they know something's wrong you're really really sad you're 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 mad about something you're frustrated something's bothering you they already know so even if you come out trying to be you know quote-unquote happy the kids are gonna read right through that and also kids are gonna hold you to the fire if you said they are going to go somewhere or they're gonna do something or that you're gonna do something for them or you're gonna get something something for them, they're going to hold you to that and they're going to remember that. So that's why you got to be careful what you say. And that's why you have to be careful with your consequences and your rewards. Don't say, oh yeah, if you um, do your chores this week, then I'll take you out on a shopping spree, you know, for, uh, you know, as a reward on the weekend and the weekend comes and you're like, oh, I'm not I didn't say I was going to do that or I'm not going to take you there. I don't feel like it. Or, you know, maybe things didn't work out. You don't have the money to do that. And you're like, I really don't, you know, just be truthful with them. And don't even say things that you're not for sure about anyways. And, you know, it's there's going to be times where the kids are going to be disappointed and there's nothing wrong with that. But be truthful about that. Hey, I thought I was going to be able to do that, sweetheart. But what happened was... I didn't get the money that I was expecting, so now we have to wait. And 
kids will respect you more in the long run. Yes, they'll be disappointed at that time. They may even throw a tantrum. Just allow them tantrum. That's okay. At least you told them the truth. You're not hiding anything. You're not tiptoeing. You're not being deceptive. You're not. Um, because then what happens is the kids grow up and they remember that stuff. And it's very painful. Um, just speaking from experience, and this is just being very candid. I remember, and this is when I was a grown child. <laughs> and so, um, and I think my parents, they were being thoughtful, but at the same time, um, it was very painful. I was in college and I was away at school and it was around exam time. It was around finals and my grandmother passed in New York and I had no idea. I'm thinking everything's great, gravy, whatever. Um, so it's very important to be honest with your kids to a certain extent. I do think, you know, like I said, if the kids are two, three years old and something financial is going on or you got to abruptly move for whatever reason and, you know, maybe it's, you know, something like that or, you know, even when you're a single parent and you're dating and you're not sure if it's serious yet. Yeah. You know, you can say you're dating, but you don't have to say it. Yeah. I'm dating this person. And this is what I like about it. I'm dating this person. You don't have to talk to your kids about that. It's not appropriate to talk to your kids about that. Um, same thing. If you're having marital problems with your, you know, spouse, your kids can see that something's going on between you, but you know, you can honestly be like, we're working on it. We're, we're trying to, you know, work in our relationship and get better because we want to be better parents for you guys. Kids are not clueless. They see it. They feel it most of all. So it's in their emotions, but yeah, just being honest and saying exactly what you mean, but it really, you know, Trisha Goyer was kind of talking more like, you know, the minimal, like don't make promises and things like that, that you can't keep. And, you know, follow through with consequences and things like that. But I just took it a, a little step further for your challenge. Go ahead and, and try that challenge for day four. Now, for the last and final day of the challenge, day number five to transform your parenting, according to Trisha Goyer, is to surrender your idea of who your children should be. Just stop trying to make your kids live up to the expectations of things you see on social media. Stop. Let your kids be who they are. Let them be who they develop into. This is a different day and age. They may or may not follow your footsteps, and you need to be okay with that. They may or may not be doctors, lawyers, engineers, musicians, things that you thought, oh, I think they're going to be this. They may not go that route. They might, but they may not. Allow them to be who they develop to be. They will be happier children. They will respect you more. They won't have that pressure or stress from, from feeling like they disappointed you or like they don't want to disappoint you. Let your children be who they are based on their own perception of their life, their world, and who they are. It's already hard enough as a person, as an individual, to discover who you are and discover what you like and discover what you want to do. 
And then you don't want to add to that pressure of I'm disappointed in you. You're I'm I'm angry with you. I want you to be this, but you're trying to be that. And you just don't want to add to the stressors of life. We already know life is going to bring them stress and pressures and, and compare them and everything. But we need to be their cheerleader. We need to be their encourager. If your children are doing things that are totally wrong or totally, and, you know, just morally wrong, they're, they're hurting people, they might be hurting themselves with substance abuse, they, they might be suffering from mental illness, which is nothing wrong with that because that's just something a lot of times natural, something that's, that's genetic, something that, um, you know, may be elicited from use of substance abuse or something like that. Be their encourager, be their supporter. But don't be the, another stressor. Don't be, um, don't express your disappointment. Don't dog them out. Don't cut them off. Just make it very clear, you know, that I'm here for you. I want things to be better from you. I mean, sometimes we gotta, we have to practice tough love at some point with our children once they become adults and they're going through things. We can guide them, but don't treat them like you're disowning them or anything like that. We definitely don't want our children to walk around life feeling like I'm a let down. My parents wish that I never was born. You don't want that signal to be coming out of the words and the actions that you project to your children. Always project, you know, lovingness that I'm going to accept you and just you know, like she said, surrender that idea of who you expected your children to be. Allow them to be themselves. Also, I have a news flash for you. When you allow your children to be themselves and you accept them for who they are and who they become, you will have so much less stress because you're just worried about yourself and you're not worried about controlling what their life is going to be like. You know, a lot of times we project our own disappointments about our own life onto our children. You, That's not what we're supposed to do as parents. We're supposed to just raise productive, you know, kind-hearted, decent individuals to go out here and produce and make their own life. We are not trying to make them into mini-me's. So... It's nice if they want to follow behind your footsteps because, you know, because they admire you, but not because they feel pressured to or they feel like if they don't, that they will be a disappointment to you or you would disown them. So really keep that in mind. Free up your own mental health. Free up your own um, time by not trying to control them, but allowing them to be who they want, who they are and who they want to be. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode learning about the five-day challenge to transform your parenting. Go ahead and get started. Smile, solicit help, speak softly, say exactly what you mean, and surrender your idea of who your children should be. And always be the best you that you can be one positive step at a time. Peace.